Look, there are certain hobbies and pastimes I just could never really get on board with. You know, the the hopscotch group, the double dutch jump rope group, the flying a kite group. Like there are just certain hobbies and pastimes I just couldn't really get on board with. You know, but conceptually I get the boomerang. I get it. The physics behind it, pretty magnificent, pretty remarkable. But the art of throwing a boomerang, I won't even call it a sport, just sort of a pastime. I don't get it. I just don't understand. And there are boomerangs that are probably up in the upper echelon of price range uh, down to the ones that you win with the claw at the bowling alley, but boomerangs in life are all over the place. The proverbial boomerang. And you know, I like to speak in metaphors and analogies and the proverbial context of words. But so today we're bashing boomerangs. And not the worthless, pointless, waste of time, pastime of throwing a boomerang, but the boomerangs that are out there that dictate our words and actions, that actually steer our thoughts a lot of times. And we are so worried about reciprocity validation, affirmation. We're worried that the words we send out, the actions that we give out and that we act out, like will come back to us, right? And we're worried about other people's response to that. We're worried about, will it come back to me the way I wanted it to? Do I get involved in certain things because of the return I want from other people? So we're going to dig into that a little more later, but what I want to tell you is there are some good boomerangs out there. I think we'll all agree. The reap what you sow boomerang. That's biblical, right? We get that. That's a good thing. Investing and then it returns to you. You good always comes back to you. You hear that statement. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you, right? So these aren't the things I'm talking about. I'm talking about the things in our lives and the words and the actions that we do solely based on how we think someone's going to perceive us or remember us or reciprocate sentiments that we dish out. So, but let me... First, before I get into some of that, let me give you a couple of my of course nots. I may have to implement this into my every week podcast because in a world that we live in of hurt feelings and just misinterpretations and skewed perceptions and, you know, just sensitivity, I got to qualify a lot of stuff. We got to qualify a lot as a society so we don't hurt people 
and I get that. I don't want to hurt anybody, but so people don't misunderstand as well. So I'm going to give you my of course nots for this conversation. Am I saying screw everyone's opinion? Of course not. Am I saying we can just say and do whatever we want despite ramifications or the downstream damage or consequences of our actions and words? Of course not. So you get it. Qualification of the conversation, my of course nots. Okay, so I've poured the slab for that. You can't come back and say, I didn't say this or I didn't make clear this. So you're clear that it's what it's not. So we've talked about some of the good boomerangs that are out there, right? But I will say based on our view of these relational, conversational, just professional even boomerangs, okay, that are really sort of twisted. And we've twisted them in our own mental, our human minds, because we're so dependent on acceptance. I mean, this started at an early age with us, grade school, wanted to go along with the crowd, go along to get along. We want that affirmation. We want that reinforcement, that positive reinforcement from our peers, right? Definitely. Um, but I think we disqualify ourselves and we disengage, right? When we feel, uh, when we fail to speak or act based on what those possible peripherals might be, what those reactions on the side, the, the casual observer might have where our friends, our circles might have. We don't engage in certain things because we might just feel like we, we're not going to get that reaction we want to get or thought we would get. We don't base it on character and integrity and just the fact that it's the right thing and this is what we're going to build our, our lives around, what's going to define us. This is what we're standing on. This is who we are to the core. We don't base our actions much on that anymore. We base it on this group around us and what they're going to say, how they're going to react, what they're going to do in response to what we say or do. So the need for affirmation and validation is key. I mean, I know we all need that, right? That's, I guess that's, there's a healthy aspect to that, but when we base our words and actions around that, which are derived from our thoughts, because we've disqualified or, or disengaged because of those. So when we derive it, our whole worth on that, I think we get into a dangerous space. So, you know, we're trying to, or at least I'm trying to paint a clear picture today of how your life gets better. Like I have a blank canvas today and I'm going to paint a picture that hopefully you're going to step back from, get some perspective on and look at it and say, my life got better today. My life got a little better today. If I do a couple of things he talks about, if I learn from some of his stupidity in life and some of the ways he did it wrong, him mean, being me, I hope that I can have you look at that and go, you know what? I think I'm going to base it on, I'm going to plant both feet on this integrity thing and this character thing. And these things of in my life that I think I'm going to stand on regardless of sort of what people 
respond, how they respond, how they affirm, how they validate me. So what if we acted based on something other than this boomerang effect? Well, I'm glad you asked because I've got five things here. And I hope you stick with me through the course of this because as I was looking at these, I really, I, I like where this is going and I like the adjustments that I can make too in my life because I think if I put this into practice a little bit further than I already have, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to reap some rewards that we might not ordinarily reap. Uh, so five ways that your life improves by choosing integrity over popularity. Okay. I might, I might go back and dip my toe in that qualify water again and qualify again. Hey, I'm not saying we don't care what people think of us. I'm not saying we don't care how our words affect people, how our actions impact people. I'm not saying that. Okay. Rewind the, the tape on this and, and listen to the two of course nots that I covered earlier. So obviously integrity covers a wide range, right? There's a, there's a big radar that encompasses the integrity component, but this isn't the kind of integrity we're, you know, that most people talk about as far as the moral compass or guardrails against sin in your life or just darkness and evil and debauchery, whatever you want to fill in the blank. This isn't the moral compass integrity we're talking about. This is just, I mean, it could in include that, but we're trying to frame this up more around daily interaction, daily disciplines that you walk out, principles that you live by, ways you invest in people. So the, that's where we're more tailoring this talk to. So I'm going to say the first one here, five ways, again, your life gets better. Okay, starting to paint this picture now. Hopefully you look back at it, step back and look at it and say, yep, that's what I see. You painted a great picture. This is how my life improves. Number one, take the guesswork out of your next move. When you don't worry about this boomerang effect, it takes the guesswork out of your next move. You're no longer flipping a coin based on how you can predict someone's reaction. You know what? You're no longer tossing a feather up in the wind and hoping it lands where you want it to land based on how someone else perceives you, your words, your actions. I think that's pretty clear. Nobody can rest easy when they're guessing all the time. Not every move of every day is a guess, but I'm just saying you're when you're worried about what someone else thinks of a comment you make, even though your comment stands on truth and value and principles, when you're worried about how that's going to impact those you know those around you or you're worried about some of the ripple effect of your words or actions you second guess yourself then we get in this gray area right then we're in this area of oof okay is that integrity is it not i think we got to make the determination ahead of time so we're not guessing so we're not pivoting constantly throughout the day based on what we think somebody else thinks or how they're going to respond. So 
Yeah. And, and, and another thing too, guessing leads to stressing. Like this is not, this is not a unique concept. Like this is not me reinventing the wheel. Like there's no doubt you can't help by default, but be stressed if you're constantly flipping a coin in your relationships, in your, at your job, even at church, man, if I'm dressing the right way, if I walk in and I'm, if I don't have my Bible with me, or if I'm wearing a hat in church, what are they going to say? What are they going to think? Oh, I'm just this, I'm this horrible sinner. That's breaking it down to its bare bones of basics, but you get what I'm saying. I'm trying to articulate a picture here, but the stress factor that goes with the guess factor is awful. It's, it's through the roof. Um, and there's no freedom in that. You're, you're a prisoner. We, I am a prisoner to how someone else chooses to interact with me and interpret what I've said and to make determinations about me based on those values and that integrity. Good or bad, right? I mean, not everybody's making bad determinations about you. Even the ones that are making good ones, I just don't want my actions to depend on what they think. If they like me, if they're on board and bought in with who I am, great. But that's not what makes me go. That's not what makes me tick. That's not what puts my foot on the accelerator. So there's freedom in releasing those expectations of, of other people. Number two, getting rid of this boomerang effect, laying down the boomerang of, ooh, I hope it comes back to me the way I saw it coming back to me. Number two is tear down fences of defensiveness. It tears it down. Tears down those walls of defensiveness when we aren't tied to this boomerang effect. It, you know, if our only hope when we extend courtesy to somebody is that they return equal portions of that courtesy, we set ourselves up for disappointment. People are human, right? If I'm only going to hold the door open for somebody at the grocery store because I, I'm expecting them to say thank you, I'm going to be sorely disappointed because i got to tell you, the last 10 times at least that I've done it, people just walk in entitled for me, entitled for me to hold that door open. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, I probably grit my teeth and mutter some things under my breath, but I, you know what? It tears down the defensiveness in me whenever I... Don't expect that from them. I just do it because it's a nice thing to do. It's a common courtesy. I just do it because that's who I am. I don't do it because of what they're going to give me for it. You know, if I encourage other people with a kind word or pat on the back or, I don't know, bless them in some way in hopes that they turn around and show this magnificent level of appreciation. Doesn't that make it more about me? Doesn't that make it more selfish on my part? 
if that's why I'm doing it, do we like to be appreciated? Yes. Does that put a little icing on the cake? Yes. Is that why we operate in character and integrity? Not even a little bit. Let people deal with who they are. In my own life, I got to let people, the miserable people that are out there, I got to let them be miserable. Let them marinate in that. But don't drag me into that pool of misery with you. And I let them do that. I drag myself. I let them drag me into that whenever everything I do is about how they want to react, how they're going to react. But hey, I'm going to belabor that point because it's worth belaboring. But yeah, this reciprocity thing, it's nice to have, but it's not need to have. And you know, I hope that, that we don't sub ourselves out of the game that is life because we know people won't return the favor when we do something worthy of a noble act, a generous act, a kind act to some random person, even somebody you know, if we disqualify ourselves and we take ourselves out of the game because and, and don't do those things because we don't think it's going to get come back and return to us, they're not going to return the favor. They're not going to even the score. Like this isn't a this isn't a game of of keeping score when it comes to acts of random kindness or investing in people or encouraging people or blessing others or just being a good human being. This integrity piece is not based on what is in return. Okay. So that's number two. Getting rid of the boomerang tears down the fences of defensiveness. In a world where defensiveness is on every street corner, it's a dime a dozen right now. Everybody's looking for something to be triggered on. Don't play that game. Don't get sucked into that. All right, number three. Getting rid of this boomerang thing out of our psyche. Taking that out of the equation as part of the criteria for how we act with integrity. Number three is it tempers the torment and trepidation. Tempers it. Harnesses it, controls it, confines it, tames it. This torment that we carry by throwing that boomerang and hoping it comes back just the same way as we left it, right? Equal portions as the way that I give to somebody, I want to receive it from them. That's right. That's how it should be, right? These are the things we tell ourselves. So the torment of carrying that around and the trepidation we have by letting that be the rudder that, that kind of steers us. So yeah, like doing it just because it's right and doing and, and buying in a hundred percent to integrity and carrying yourself with the kind of character that isn't dependent on that reciprocity from other people that it removes our apprehension. Right? It, it, it takes away some of our 
if if this is a word even gun shyness we're apprehensive we're a little gun shy because we've either been hurt in the past or we don't trust people or we see that people on the news are bad so everybody i encounter is probably bad and nobody wants to help anybody everybody's out for themselves so nothing I do is going to change that. And nothing I do is going to return kindness that I extend. So these are the things we're talking. You know, if I had a little cloud above my head, these are the thoughts that go through us sometimes. So remove that apprehension just because you think that about people. And, you know, if we're talking about leadership specifically, you know, it solidifies our our leadership model when we're not carrying this torment and trepidation around because we've have a preconceived notion that someone's not going to return it our leadership model can be defined by that by the way we carry ourselves and the way that we interact with other people that we know we know deep in our heart they're not great people and they're probably not going to return the favor, but we're doing it anyway. We're extending the kindness, encouragement, the gratitude anyway, even humility sometimes as a, as a servant leader. So, yeah, you know, and, and I will say that carrying some of that torment and trepidation around because you're waiting on this boomerang effect from other people. Uh, I think it, it really, stirs up this discontent agitation within us. I'll speak for myself, but it, there's an agitation level, right? You can't ever really get comfortable when you're always on edge about how someone's not going to react or react. What if I don't send out a post that I think is worth hearing? What if I don't do a podcast with an interview of somebody that I think can impact lives because I think someone's going to tell me it stunk? Or I'm not going to get 10 likes or 100 likes. or And so people aren't going to affirm me and my message. So I better not. I just might as well not do it. That kind of discontentment is just poison in, in my spirit. I can't, I can't carry that out. I can't carry that around. So when I get rid of this boomerang thought in my head, it dissolves the discontentment. It doesn't detract from my message whenever I put down the boomerang, right? If anything, it detracts from the discontentment, which is what I'm all about. I'm all about being content, fulfilled, at peace. I would even argue that you might be as well. So that's number three. Number four. So the boomerang concept, if we can wrap our brains around some of the, the more twisted and skewed definitions of this boomerang concept, right? We talked about there are some good ones out there, right? The reap what you sow, the do unto others, those kinds of things. But if we can cut loose some of these toxic versions of it, I think our, our perspective is transform. I think it transforms our perspective in general. 
all the way down to how you start your day, all the way over to how you treat your wife in the morning, how you steward over your kids, your home, your job. Your perspective really can can really change things. And and the great thing about perspective is it can almost change overnight. If you choose, right? So you choose this. That's one of the few things in life we can choose right now is our perspective. So the big picture kind of trumps the big ego. So my ego is what stands in the way when I'm death gripping this boomerang, metaphorically speaking, right? So when I'm, my actions are hinging on the return, the boomerang in a conversation, the boomerang in a relationship, the boomerang with my boss, the boomerang of, uh, just basic interaction with strangers, right? The big picture trumps the big ego. So I can put down the ego and just do things right because they're right. Not because it feels good right now, but because they're right in the long run, which is my perspective switch going on, turning on. My ego says don't do it because you're not going to get it back. They're not going to appreciate or validate or affirm, or at the very least, they're not even going to be grateful that you did anything. But that's not big picture thinking. That's granular, in the moment, limited thinking. I think we win if we can overcome this part. If we can grab a hold of this perspective and win every day, win the perspective battle, win the battle on the right perspective and the choice to make it the right perspective. If we can win that, I think our days, man, turn into weeks, turn into years, turn into people that are blessed regardless of what they give you in return. You know, this ego thing is is really driven based on feelings too. Pride, of course, but feelings... Feelings fail you. If anything out there within yourself will fail you, I mean, as we get older, of course, our body's going to fail us, right? feels like it's already happening in 49 short years I've been on this earth. Uh, Not sure I go a day without some joint pain or something, you know, not working like it used to. So, but feelings will fail us. And in this whole conversation, the context that we're in with both feet on for the talk that we're having, the feelings will lead you astray every time. Well, you know, they didn't say what I thought they would say to that on Facebook. Oh, well, they didn't like my picture on Instagram. Hmm. I guess I see, I really see their true colors then, huh? Nobody, you know, I didn't have anybody tell me that was the greatest post I've ever, ever seen. No one validated that. And I know it was good. 
These are the things. These are the things we're talking to us whenever our feelings are, are driving the bus. They will absolutely influence the lens you choose to look through. They will absolutely create a fog over the lens you're supposed to be seeing the big picture from. That's the other thing on this. So, you know, we talk about this transforming our perspective. You know, we can get a little lackluster at times when it comes to seeing things the way we see them. Things aren't as shiny and and bright and new and refreshing and stimulating sometimes when we are so fixed on the expectation from other people that we have of other people and how they respond to us, how they interact with us, how do they, how they, uh, you know, react to something we say or do. So that's my encouragement on that is just, you know, keep a bigger perspective. You know, it was refreshing to, to see even through the calamity and catastrophe and just tragedy that's going on in Afghan Afghanistan over the last few weeks, despite that situation, it was kind of refreshing unless I've been under a rock and didn't know this was happening, but it it's kind of been refreshing that we, we took a step back from griping about the politics of mask wearing and COVID pandemics and isolations and quarantines. Like we kind of took a step back from that monopolizing our newswire. Uh, the racial tension I haven't heard a lot about recently. So, you know, when we have a, you know why? Because we, we all kind of stayed grounded in our perspective of, okay, this is a big deal going on overseas. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, yes, our president is an nincompoop, but, you know, we're, we're all fixing our eyes on the TV as to what's happening next and what ramifications globally will this have? What's our next move from our military? What, what's the world going to look like in a month or six months? So it forced us to refocus our perspective on something bigger than this these little pockets of arguments and disagreements and confrontation and violence and those things that we have internally in this country. So that, that a, a, a transformed perspective is valuable and it's powerful. So that's number four. So number five on ways that your life gets better today. Ways your life gets better when we operate with integrity and we lay down the boomerang that is expectation of other people's response to us, validation of us, acceptance of what we say or do. So the last one here is when we get rid of that 
philosophy of the boomerang, it teases out the temperature. All right. So what I mean by that is it, it allows us to assess the environment better and we're, we're able to gauge the temperature of a situation or a person or a strategy process procedure we as people need to adhere to in a relationship, at work, at church, in our home, with our wife and kids. We can assess the environment when we tease out that temperature. And we're not able to, we're blinded, right? I, I think our temperature gauge, our thermometer is a little skewed when we come at it from this boomerang philosophy. Because all that temperature is based on is how that person's going to react to us instead of how am I going to come in and affect the temperature? How am I going to actually set the thermostat? I'm going to set the thermostat whenever I take the boomerang out of the equation. When I'm basing my sole purpose and actions, my next steps tactically as a person, I set the thermostat when it's based on integrity and character and just doing the right thing all the time. There's not a wrong time to do the right thing, right? You've heard that before. It reveals the core of a person, right? When we operate in that mindset, when that's our principles, when that's our value on how we direct our steps, people's, the core of a person can come out, right? Especially when we're not worried about how they react. We're doing it anyway. You, you almost, wonder if there's not a good person trapped in there somewhere on that person that you feel is not going to reciprocate. You know, that person that doesn't thank you for opening the door. You know what? Maybe they thought about that. Maybe they thought deep in their soul about, wow, that person, okay. I thought, I thought all X people fill in the blank. I thought all blank people were bad. Well, that guy just opened the door for me. Um, okay. Maybe that reveals something in their core of who they are and the next time they do thank somebody and the next time maybe they open the door for somebody. Maybe there's downstream benefit to us operating in integrity regardless of the response. Ooh. I'm reinventing the wheel, aren't I? No, this is not new stuff. But we've lost sight of it because we're so trapped in ourselves and what's good for us and what we require. So, so it reveals people's core, right? We can assess the environment. And we set the thermostat. We're no longer a victim of how someone else responds, someone else's reaction. We're no longer in reaction mode, right? We don't need to be on defense anymore. We can play some offense. 
when we're doing this this way and we've laid down the boomerang in our lives, in our emotions, in our, you know, our hearts even, my heart is broken because I did this and it wasn't reciprocated. They didn't tell me they appreciated it. They didn't say how great I was for doing that. They didn't even do it back, you know. It wasn't a, they don't operate this way, so why should I? Yeah. I mean, your mom said it just like mine did. If everybody, if all your friends jumped off the, the bridge, would you, you know, hey, just because they're not doing it, that shouldn't, again, that goes back to, that shouldn't affect me and, and my integrity, right? Because if I'm setting the thermostat, then I'm in charge of me at least. And like we said on in point number four, our perspective drives that. So that's where we are today. I've, I hope we step back and look at this canvas of this picture I've painted today. And I hope we're not thinking, I can't really tell what that is that he just painted. Or I hope we're not, that's, nice, but I don't really see me hanging that up in my house. Or I don't know if I can really operate my life based on what he's talking about. I hope it's the opposite of all those things. Let me recap, just in case you forgot. Five ways that your life gets better based on integrity and character, not based on the boomerang effect of how people respond to you. One, Laying down the boomerang takes the guesswork out of your next move. Number two, it tears down fences of defensiveness. Number three, it tempers the torment and trepidation. Number four, transforms our perspective. That one's key for sure. And number five, it teases out the temperature. You get a read on the environment. You assess the situation. You set the thermostat. You are on offense calling the plays, not reacting on defense to what someone else's actions are or words are towards you. So that's it. That's five ways your life just got better. I hope you're looking at this. I won't call it a masterpiece, but I'll hope you look at this thing, this picture I painted, and I hope you get something from it, and I hope it changes the way you operate your daily life. Be blessed.